0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Comedy History 101. Today, we have a brand new episode for you on the history of Where's the Beef? Yes, what started as a TV commercial in the 80s became something of a comedy trope. It's in our pop culture lexicon. Before we jump into the episode, be sure to take time to subscribe, like, and comment on Comedy History 101, either through our site, Comedy History 101, com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you subscribe to Comedy History One Hundred and One. And without further ado, you're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia—you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History One Hundred and One. It certainly is a big bun.
1: Yeah. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun.
0: Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there.
1: You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people.
0: So what you just heard there was the classic 1984 Wendy's commercial that popularized the catchphrase Where's the Where's Beef? Where's the beef? Which became Yeah, it's it's a trope Where's it's, the Beef? It's, it's 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 a a trope which is now a lexicon in our culture. Where's the beef? And yes, you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we School you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon. With me is Scott, Where's the Beef? Clannico. Where's the beef? Scott, where's it's the beef? It's a really
1: big bun. It's a big bun, Harmon.
0: <laughs> so, so Scott, when, when you think of the words, where's the beef, what comes to mind?
1: Where's the beef? Clara Clara Peller would be what comes to mind for me.
0: Yes, Clara Peller, who played the classic old lady of one of the three old ladies in the Where's the Beef commercial, which uh, once again uh, was a 1984 commercial created by the dancer Fitzgerald Sample Advertising Agency, and uh, who was? Do you know another commercial they were responsible well, for? Well, uh, Harmon,
1: because it's right in front of me. But they were responsible for the Toyota Oh What a Feeling campaign, which I don't. I don't remember that one. Do you?
0: I'll say I don't, but I'm sure. I'm sure it was good. And the commercial, the Where's the Beef commercial, was directed by one Joseph. Seedleman.
1: Wow, Joseph, okay. Good work.
0: Yep, and the 1984 commercial, Where's the Beef, was credited for boosting Wendy's annual revenue by a whopping, and I'm not
1: using a hamburger. (laughs) No, man, that's the wrong one, dude.
0: It boosted Wendy's annual revenue by a whopping 31%. Where is
1: the beef? They showed you where the beef is.
0: Further, Scott, Where's the Beef lives on as one of the most memorable TV commercials. Of all time, according to Ad Age, who named it one of the top ten ad slogans of the 20th century, yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's a pretty famous commercial. Um, actually, that gentleman Joseph Sadelmeyer did a lot of like the kind of the classic kind of 80s commercials that we remember. He also, uh, like for example, he did the uh, the the Fed Ex- Federal Express talking fast talking dude. Oh, yeah. that guy was a yeah, classic. Yeah. yeah, and what, else? what um, else? Those are the two that, that jump off the top of my head. Of course, where's the beef in this? But uh, yeah, he was a you know a Mad Men style advertising guy, Um, and then later on, apparently, he had a uh, had a film at the Sundance Film Festival in 2003. So he was, uh,
0: and or if he was in Ireland, he would have had a a film. film.
1: Yeah, dude, and I I was there. I was there in 2003. So it's like maybe I could have been hanging out with with where's the beef guy. So how how
0: did the Where's the Beef uh, whole commercial come about, Scott?
1: Well, Harmon, I'll tell you. Um, the whole idea behind the campaign that the Wendy's is trying to set up was um, they wanted to uh, distinguish themselves as having, as the commercial says, more beef than in their competitors, like uh, for example McDonald's and Burger King. So, and but the
0: Big Big Mac and yeah, Whopper. But the
1: interesting thing, yeah, because what they're selling in the commercial is for the Wendy's single. So they were trying to say, you uh-huh. know, that their single was bigger than the big SS Big Bun's, um, you know, jumbo hamburgers.
0: Ah, I see. And the ad uh, originally was titled Fluffy, Fluffy Bun. Bun. yep. <laughs> and as you mentioned up front, starred the actress Clara Peller.
1: Oh, okay. oh, oh, not quite, Harmon. Yes, it did. But apparently they went through a couple iterations of the commercial. Uh I tried to look at I tried to find one online because they actually ran yeah really? they ran these commercials and there so there was one it started out with a young couple um mm-hmm. and they're saying where's the beef and then it, they tried one with like an older uh bald headed guy saying where's the beef mm-hmm. and uh neither yeah. one of those worked and it didn't work until they got um Clara Peller who's actually a um,
0: she, she's a manicurist
1: and she was kind of a known she was like a, a local commercial uh, person in the chicago area she'd been doing commercials for like 10 years
0: ah uh, yeah so i found a commercial she was in uh right before yeah. that i believe it was sort of
1: jartan yeah the music. moving ones Yeah.
0: Here's, here's a little excerpt
1: i think we need a bigger price
0: i better rent the truck it's easy to move yourself with a Jartran truck or trailer Oh I yeah. get it. So she plays kind of the feisty old lady in a lot of right.
1: things. Yeah, well that's kind of her that's her um she's a character actress. Yeah. Stick. Yeah, that's her stick. That's her thing. Well, apparently she had um emphyse- emphysema so she couldn't like she she uh uh she couldn't really speak correctly. I mean she 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 speaks correctly, but she just kind of has a uh, she couldn't read off long lines. Like she couldn't do like extended mm-hmm. dialogue. So um for example, um She's supposed to say in the commercial, she's supposed to say, where is where is all the beef?
0: And it was too hard for her to yeah. say, due to emphysema, yeah. which is kind of a downer. Yeah. And it got changed to, though, one of the, you know, our kind of a catchphrase trope. Where's yeah, the
1: man. Where, where's the beef? Where's the beef?
0: So, Scott, how did it work out for 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 the catchphrase, where's the beef, in Clarapel? Or did... Did it all just end there? Did it end there with one commercial? Oh,
1: oh Harmon. No, no. How how uh, how short-sighted you are. No, no. Clara, Clara kind of made... Um, she made scale. Uh, SAG scale on the commercial sh- shoot, which is about $300 per day. But then she later on admitted that she was getting, she got like $30,000. That's $30,000 in 1984, whatever that is today. Um, and then she, she might have gotten a close to half a million worth of just like doing promotions and she would go around the country um, kind of promoting Wendy's and being their spokesman. Like She got to, there's a pretty cool um, story where she get to meet Ed Koch, the mayor of New York City. When he his because his yes. thing was how am I doing? So then they exchanged uh, uh, catchphrases there, um, and then also she got she got to be she was a uh, an official at uh, one of the WWE uh, World Wrestling Fe- back then the World Wrestling Federation um, championship events, and then she also um, starred in a couple movies, uh, WrestleMania too was the one where Clara was the judge. Um, and she also starred in a couple of movies. Namely, uh, number one is Moving Violations. Have you seen that one?
0: And who, who, who co-starred no, co- in that? Um,
1: I think it was that was the one with Bill Murray's brother. Like the other brother that nobody hears about.
0: Where's the bank? Right here, ma'am. That's
1: correct. Oh, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that, and uh, it was written, by, that was actually written by the dudes from, I think, Firesign Theater or something like that. Yeah, my yeah.
0: Really, Procter and yeah, Brogan something. I I, that, where the fire sign? I don't know if it, and I believe they were. Maybe. Yeah, I don't
1: know if it was them. Maybe not. I'll have to. I'll, we'll get it into our fire Sun theater episode. But it was like the guy wrote movie movie violations had done a lot of other stuff. Um, I, I think America was another one that he had done. And
0: and also also she appeared with uh, the legendary Abe Vigoda. Yeah,
1: that was in. Well, In Larry Cohen's the Yeah, so that's actually a horror movie. Um and Larry Cohen actually kind of uh the the man who wrote and directed It's Alive, you know, the one about the the baby coming to life, the monster baby. That's back in the seventies. Yeah. And then he also but then he went on to have like a pretty respectable career. Like he did um Phone Booth, that one with Colin Farrell. Remember when he was trapped in the phone booth?
0: Yeah, that movie's a bit dated because uh, there's no phone booths yeah, anymore. the no, uh-uh. <laughs> So I think he was, I saw that movie like a while back. He's trapped in yeah. a phone booth and I believe, Times Square. Something right?
1: like that. Yeah, somebody's shooting at him or something.
0: Yeah, it was Keith or yeah, Sutherland.
1: Uh.
0: Yeah, so, anyways, uh, she also appeared in a Steven Spielberg episode of his show, Amazing Stories, as a disgruntled motorist yelling, Cut out the beatbox.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, the '80s. But I think,
0: but but I, I think. I, sorry, I was just head.
1: gonna say. I don't know if you're gonna go here. Uh, maybe I'm trying to be e to the punch. But I think kind of my favorite in mean, her one of her later appearances, is in her uh, in the rap record. Well, that was also in
0: 1984, uh-huh. along with uh, Nashville songwriter Coyote McCloud, uh, who wrote a hit <laughs> song, which is kind of kind of rappy, called. Guess, guess what, Scott? It
1: was called... Where's the beef? Where's <laughs> yeah. the beef? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Buck 99 for a whole darn meal. <t Rep schedule noise> <vs.INAUDIBLE> <yelling> oh, and she opened the buns put on the mustard. <laughs> <Elizabet rehab> Her eyes squinted ja. <audio> up, she got all <cticamente> <asteroid>
1: She said, I've had burgers, well done and rare. But now I got one that ain't even there. She got no response from ringing the bell. And that's when she
0: started to yell...
1: back there, there yeah so apparently I did some research on old coyotes apparently he was a, um, he was a morning drive time DJ in Nashville for a long time um, and then yeah oh, wow. he did that and then died of cirrhosis of the liver yeah oh that's, that's a bummer, <laughs> <I mean. laughs> this, got, this turned into the bummer episode man
0: <laughs> oh so, apparently, that that uh, was released on vinyl in 1984, and it became a cult classic, and still, to this day, very hard to oh, find. Oh, interesting. Other than on yeah. YouTube, where you just have to do a Google Yeah,
1: no, the kids would just buy the vinyl and put it on their tube tube stereo amp, tube amp stereo.
0: Yeah, but, uh, so, Scott, apparently, things didn't end well with Clara Peller and the Wendy's franchise at all. Uh, huh? What happened? So... Apparently, so she breached her contract when in 1985, she starred in a Prego's Pasta commercial. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, so they penned this to play off her yeah. fame, where she was saying, I found it. I really yeah, I found it. you could say that
1: the beef is in the sauce. I
0: found it. Real beef. It's in there, in new Prego Plus spaghetti sauce with beef and onions. I really found it. Prego Plus, with chunks of ground sirloin beef. Lots of beef.
1: I finally found it.
0: It's spaghetti sauce you can really sink your fork into, with that homemade Prego taste. Try all four delicious varieties, including new Prego
1: Plus with beef.
0: Boy, get all fine.
1: And I think I think there's there's a really kind of funny like legal quote that somebody said like legal, legally yeah. the only place that Clara is it can find beef is at Wendy's or something they they couched, they couched it in legalese that was kind of funny. Now did you
0: hear about this? You know besides you know there was tons of bumper stickers, frisbees, clothing patches. Um, there was also a Where's the beef Milton Bradley. No
1: way! Thing. Oh man, it looks like the Mad Magazine dude did that. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. Um, so it looks like the guy who... Which one? Uh, Sergio R. No, and this
1: is the, one like, of the other guys. I can't uh, can't remember which one. Where's the beef, man? She's wondering where the beef is.
0: Yeah, so apparently on, uh, I guess, the site BGG, which is Board Game Geek, <laughs> they give the Where's the Beef game, which came out in 1984, they give it to Oh, stars. wow.
1: Okay, we'll have to sit down and play some... Um,
0: uh, I think they went off brand. So here's a quick description of the Where's the Beef game. Uh, Where's the Beef is a combination of roll and move memory game. Food titles are randomly placed face down on the board, which is a layout of a typical Wendy's. Players take turns moving through the restaurant. When they come across a face down title, they can secretly look at it. Some titles prescribe certain actions. Others are food and have no effects. Afterwards, the players return to the title of the original position. The object is to be the first player to find four hidden Where's the Beef tokens. Uh. God, that sounds like a piece (laughs) of shit. I was just listening to a podcast on uh, the uh, the ETV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is coined the worst video game of all time. Yeah. And it just, and, like, part of, like, why it was so bad is when you get so far off the original brand of, you know, what the thing is, you know, when you try to make a game out well, of Well, I
1: it. mean, it was also, it was just a horrible game to play. I mean, it was just wasn't any good. And, um, yeah, there's actually a documentary on Netflix about it because they, like, apparently they had, the legend is they had so many leftover cartridges that they all buried them in a landfill. <laughs> yeah
0: i believe in new mexico yeah. and so um they had an interview with the guy who designed it and they had like three months to design right, yeah. <laughs> it, you know to get it out before christmas and uh you know he did his right, job yeah but uh yeah yeah they just buried him in a landfill yeah
1: it's, it's not a good game i've played it actually
0: so scott did that did that uh end the where's the beef commercial with the firing of clara peller for doing a Pasta oh, shop? no, no,
1: no, Harmon um, They actually, they brought they brought back The, uh, Wendy's brought back The Where's the Beef They found the beef again in 2011
0: Oh, wait, wait, did it create such a frenzy As the, the original 1984 uh, dude, commercial? How can, the 2011 no, How, how can you
1: how can you like Outpace, <laughs> you know, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef?
0: Where's the beef? Where's the beef? First of all, this commercial looks like it was filmed in Austin.
1: Yep, that's Austin. Oh, holy crap! Holy crap, dude.
0: Here's, here's what they did in 2011. They they, they cast some hipster uh-huh, yeah. dude going into a thrift store, and he comes across uh, you know a vintage wears the beef T-shirt, and he puts it on. And then it's like, where's, you know, it's where's the beef all over yeah. again for a new generation That's right. it's, 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 of Where the Where's the beef 2.0, man? Oh, God. And I think we were talking about this before. It's kind of like when, you know, not hipster things try to be hipster. <laughs> like when Radio Shack tried <laughs> to rebrand itself as yeah. The Shack. And then what, what, there was another one. Like, uh, it was like. Something else I forgot about. I wrote about
1: a bunch well, of is didn't, didn't um, the but, Taco Bell just try to be the bell or something? Yeah, the
0: bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're doing a market <laughs> you know, research project for us here. And it doesn't no, work. No, please. <laughs> that was the 2011 thing. Um, also, uh, Where's the Beef popped up. Uh, I would say almost more than once, but I only can find – one instance of it, it, it popped up on The uh, Simpsons. Okay,
1: yeah. If I went to a barbecue and there was no meat, I would say, Yo, Goober, where's the meat? <laughs> okay. Where's I think the probably, meat? But probably um, the most famous one, Harmon, would be the, um, during, As We Are, it is a presidential campaign here, and we also do another podcast called, called This is the President, where we talk about all things presidential. Um. And I uh, find it wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, in the 1984 presidential um, campaign, uh, one of the Democratic when the Democratic uh, candidates were having a debate on TV, um, Senator Gary Hart was going on about uh, all the new programs he was promising, and the uh, the Vice President, former Vice President Walter Mondale, jumped in with, uh, "Where I hear what you're saying, but where's the beef?"
0: Ways hear, to do that when but, i hear your new ideas i'm reminded of that ad where's the beef yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they laughed. laughed and laughed and but laughed that, slapping their but, knees but then that
1: beca- <laughs> and neither of
0: them were no, elected
1: because
0: that's the year
1: and that was but like also that was the when they were all uh that was kind of the beginning of of presidents using commercial catchphrases in their ads
0: Oh, and who, who else? Is Reagan did
1: sense? it. He he did. He, like Reagan did it with the
0: read yeah. my lips. Reagan did it. No, and it. then
1: Joe Bush did it when he called somebody Joe Isuzu. <laughs> god, oh god. Yeah.
0: Side note: I hate politics. <laughs> Dude, I
1: <know.
0: laughs> Um So one one last thing of uh, Clara Power, just another uh, big appearance of her. She she appeared on a nineteen eight uh an April fourteenth nineteen eighty four episode of Saturday Night Live that, uh, going back to politics, was hosted by 1972 Democratic presidential candidate
1: George McGovern. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tried to find some of those clips. I could not find any of that. What?
0: So he hosted the whole episode? Yeah. <laughs> like, doing sketches <laughs> with those? I think that was, like, maybe the Joe Piscopal, Eddie Murphy era. Um, I
1: think that was either right at the end or... Um... Yeah, here it is. There's, there's the the monologue. So that was either right at the end of the the Eddie Murphy Joe Piscopo stuff.
0: So after, so again, uh, just to wind things down here on the history of where's the beef. After Clara Peller was fired for doing a Pringles commercial playing off the where's the beef slogan, um, Wendy's suffered a two year sales slump, which kind of rebounded. Five years later, when they branded a new series of commercials with none other than Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas.
1: Ah, yes. See, that was Those are the ones that people are familiar with, Dave, old Dave Thomas. Um, yeah, so to clarify our earlier thing, it uh, looks like, yeah, so uh, George McGovern was on the Saturday Night Live before the Billy Crystal um Harry Shearer years so he was at the very yeah he was at the very tail end of the uh, Joe Piscopo, Robin Duke and um oh god
0: (laughs) like they would never book something like that now like uh let's let's book a man who didn't win the presidency 12 years ago yeah I know
1: it's crazy yeah there's (laughs) there's no way they do I mean that's the kind of that could be in our Saturday Night Live um, episode again but like you know I think it for a while when they started out, they were book- booking musical guests that they all thought were interesting, and now it's literally whoever's on the top of the chart, they're going to book them.
0: Oh god! I watched the last time I watched Saturday Night Live. I watched a bit of like when Eddie Murphy. Yeah, um, I watched posted, that one. I
1: thought that I, I liked that that episode, but it was all Eddie Murphy. You know.
0: Um, I just think the writing on there is just so fucking horrible. <laughs> it's just awful. Oh and and then again, you're you're dealing with you know the, the, he, they're searching the country you know for the best of the best out of all your like UCBs mm-hmm. and you know uh second city and everything but and then you just come up with just something that's just cringy yeah, awful. yeah, uh,
1: oh yeah. well, oh well, that has nothing to do with with where's the beef?
0: Yeah, and um uh, I guess in, in, in closing here, uh when Claire Peller was fired, her response was short and swift. She said, I made them millions and they don't appreciate. Yeah, that's me.
1: sad. So man, this turned out to be a bummer of an episode. Do people get fired, emphysema, <laughs> cirrhosis of the liver? Man. George, George did cover? Cover. God, what do yeah. we what what do we do? How'd this go off the rails?
0: Yeah, so Scott, any takeaways of Where's the Beef and its place in uh, comedy history?
1: Um, Oh, man. Um, well, it just I think it just goes to show you that commercials can be a part of pop culture and comedy history as well.
0: I think it's also, its place is like, uh, <laughs> let's see. How, oh, well, I think it's like one of the first, like, let's cross-brand this with as much things as we can like let's just take one thing and make frisbees out of it and a rap album yeah out of a 30 second
1: yeah I think what's interesting yeah so it's like that hyper (laughs) what was interesting was that so the director I was reading about uh, Joseph Sadelmeier apparently he kind of got he made his break in that he kind of cast started casting normal looking people in his commercials as opposed to like models Mm -hmm. and stuff so so that's sure. kind of that was kind of like the the i guess return to realism or whatever that in advertising and that was happening in the 80s you know if you like almost at the exact same time if you like you take look at one of those double mint the double mint gum commercials with the double mint twins yep. and then you've got this commercial you know with three elderly ladies yelling words of beef
0: yeah here you know? here and i guess if we're going to end this on a slightly bummer note <laughs> clara peller passed away in 1987
1: I know. oh jesus all right how do we do this to ourselves
0: <laughs> uh, uh, well uh i could bring us okay. back scott where's hey. the beef
1: there's a big fluffy bun hey. yeah but the, you know there are so maybe you could drop in because there were there there were sequels to the where's the beef so there was uh, one where she's driving through a drive-in and then there's also what she's calling the uh the Mr. Yeah, Big Butter on, butt on his yacht, yeah. So there's there's uh, some, but you know, I would like to see those original ones. So if anybody's got those the original uh, Where's the Beef commercials with the couple and the elder guy and the older guy, we'd love to see them.
0: So those were actually made, or was that just sort of like uh, just in the the testing
1: stage? I, I said they were. I think they were actually produced and made. You know, yeah, huh. they must have just maybe ran them locally or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess with that, it's time to... No. away!
1: Okay, well, hey, Harmon, thanks for that uh, intro. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Harmon and I do another podcast called This is the President where we look at all things presidential, but funny as well. Um, Something you're going to want, a little bit of humor leading up to this year's election. And uh, so you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Um, And then I I wrote and produced a movie, Harmon also produced it, called Everything You Want to Know About Sudden Birth But We're Afraid to Ask, which is showing, we're showing one more time at the Landshut Film festival here in Germany, so that'll be exciting. And then one other thing is that Harmon and I also wrote and produced another movie.
0: Oh, but it's, we, we can't say where it's coming up. We can't it's, say. It's, anything, we will, but we'll 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 give you a hand. It's no, a big film festival. No,
1: just say, no in a city no. that's
0: named after a, a large group okay.
1: As there that's enough <laughs> just leave it there um so we'll be sure to let everyone know about that as the time gets closer here uh, wait hear, one hear. more thing also, sorry i'm not done plugging dude yeah then of course uh, to go with our podcast we have the this is the president youtube channel where you can uh, see all these videos and listen to funny presidential um sorry see all where you can see all those videos and listen to funny presidents
0: here here and also be sure to like subscribe and comment on comedy history 1 either via our website comedyhistory101.com our Instagram comedyhistory101 our Twitter comhis101 or our Facebook page and with that we will read your comments
1: which brings us to viewer mail. Oh man, what's what do you got? What's in the mailbag, Harmon?
0: Oh my god, I like this one. This one is from a Larry Rowing. Uh, he says the subject is 40s 78 song candles larry says i had this record years ago searching for a copy or at least the full lyrics it may have been labeled laugh and artist might have been text lyrics go why does miss phoebe buy candles when she has electric lights why does she do with those candles on those lonely nights ah so it was a homage to our our history of yeah party,
1: party records yeah so. excellent well thank you
0: oh thank you for yeah. the comment what, what do you have scott in terms of our uh, i don't have
1: anything you have all the you have the mailbag dude
0: scott here's our second listener mail and once again we will read your comments on yeah, the air live or- it's from a ec fish i first of all i'm thinking that might be a phony uh, okay there.
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: Hi, (laughs) Harmon.
1: You are funny. And even if you were,
0: your habit of laughing at your own shit with that idiot guffaw (laughs) undercuts it completely. Also, you know nothing and don't prepare. Choosing instead to wing it and invite your listeners to correct you. No, do your fucking job. Do you record in a
1: bathroom <laughs> or
0: basement? <laughs> Terribly echoey sound. I really like the material you cover. You covered it badly.
1: Oh, man. Uh, man uh, I thought we were going to end on a...
0: All you know. uh, yeah, all I can say, Scott, is
1: haters will Oh, man. Hate. Yeah, you got a hater, man.
0: Yeah, what's what the fuck's up with dude, <laughs>
1: no, You hate you, Harmon.
0: Oh, well, but it just goes to show, we will read your comments on Yeah, even
1: if we don't like them.
0: And to answer your question, EC Fish, no, I don't
1: record <laughs> That would be ridiculous.
0: Thank you for asking. <laughs> and with that, thanks a lot for tuning in to another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid.
1: Good thing about doing
0: comedy in Russia you have captured the audience. You're stupid. everybody Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.